0: Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth, I'm Alan Weiss, and today I'm talking to you, this episode, about predatory drift. Predatory drift I discovered when I was wondering how it was my dogs, especially my German shepherds, would take off after any kind of movement. Could be a, a leaf blowing in the wind, it could be a stick that got turned over, could be a person or an animal, a car, but they chased it. Now Koufax, my prior shepherd, killed things. He had 16 confirmed kills. That is, we saw the bodies in six different species. Killed a snake, killed a skunk, killed a possum. Bentley, our current shepherd, doesn't kill things. He just chases them, though. He loves to chase them. You know, the grandchildren can lay on these dogs. They can pull their hair. German shepherds are fabulous with kids. But they're pretty vicious guard dogs, and they're excellent at chasing things. They never hurt smaller dogs, you know, with whom they live. And they give harmless nips on your fingers when you're playing with them. You know, they don't bite to kill. Turns out, as I looked into this, that 12,000 years ago, thereabouts, dogs were domesticated. But they're still hunters today. They're hardwired to hunt. Their DNA is about hunting. And so they still mark their territories. They still bury bones. They still walk in circles to uh, flush out any snakes before they lay down to sleep. So dogs today search, then they stare, then they chase, and then they grab, and they used to kill. That was the cycle for predatory drift. Now alterations were made. The shepherds I'm talking about were very good at shepherding sheep, as were other dogs, and they didn't kill the sheep. They just corralled them. They might nip them a bit, but they never killed the sheep, but they wouldn't be very useful as shepherds. Retrievers bring back prey birds that were shot down intact without biting down hard and ruining the animal or the body of the animal at least. So predatory drift is triggered and then it invokes this sequence. If dogs don't get this right, if they're confused or they're threatened or something goes wrong, then they do bite people or other dogs and then they're in big trouble. So motion seems to captivate my German shepherds and other dogs, but shepherds are sight dogs, you know, unlike, say, a beagle or another kind of hound, which are scent dogs. Shepherds see things. They look for things. My question is, what do you see? And what captivates you? Can you spot opportunity and then capitalize on it with your own chase sequence? I mean, perhaps you see a buyer, then you provide immediate value and fascination Then you create a substantive meeting and gain conceptual agreement and provide a proposal and close the business. Maybe that's your predatory drift. But too often we don't see the opportunity. We don't realize what's there. or we see it and we don't act on it. We come up with excuses why we can't act. You know, we're afraid of rejection. I've never seen a German Shepherd in my experience that's afraid of rejection. It's too hard, or too threatening, or too awkward to get into the sequence. And so we let it go by. I can't imagine my dogs not chasing a rabbit, not chasing a squirrel. I can't imagine successful people in professional services not chasing a buyer. You know, historically, predators have been successful about 10% of the time. From a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which goes further back substantially than 12,000 years, To a modern pelican diving into the water, one time in 10 they catch their prey, they can feed themselves and their families. And so that's pretty tough. You have to keep predating, right? But my proposals, for example, when they're done correctly are successful over 80% of the time. That's a much better hit rate. So doesn't it make sense to go after all relevant movement? You can always abandon the chase if you made a mistake but you can't catch up if you don't act fast enough. Koufax actually caught squirrels by running not after them, but between them and the nearest trees. He did this after watching them and examining them for a long time through the kitchen windows, through the kitchen door, and he figured out chasing them was futile. Even though he was faster over a distance, they were always closer to the trees. So he ran between them and the trees. What if you ran between an exit and your prospects? What if you headed them off? You stopped the objection. You overcame the resistance. I'm not sure that Koufax could have applied that intelligent with prospects. If he could, he would have made a million dollars on his own consulting. I can understand you not wanting to catch a squirrel, but not wanting to submit a proposal? That's ridiculous. And that's the uncomfortable truth.